You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Morning and welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves via the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a fantastic start to not only your Friday, but your weekend. And if you're a Braves fan, this may be the best opportunity you've had all season for the Braves to be the reason why you're having a fantastic start to your Friday and your weekend. Of course, you can find myself at Stats SEC. You can find all the great content from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com, as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. Here's the latest from Atlanta. The reason why this may be the best opportunity Braves fans have had to be confident in their team is because the Braves for consecutive days have been able to experience needed breakthroughs to lead them to what possibly is the best point they've experienced this entire season. On Wednesday, the Braves were able to not only get to 500, but put an end to their historic alternating wins-loss streak where they did got where they were they got a win, a loss, a win, a loss. They were able to put that streak to bed on Wednesday. And a reason why they were able to do that is because each of the trade acquisitions that Alex Anthopoulos was able to acquire in July in the trade deadline, all five of those individuals had a had a big role in getting the Braves their victory on Wednesday. So not only do you get a breakthrough you've been waiting a while to experience, it was because of the additions to this team. And that is a great reason as to why fans should feel this version of the Braves is a bit is in a bit better position to trust to really get the Braves back into the NL East race. And that's exactly where they were entering Thursday. Not only were the Braves at 500, once again, Another shot for them the first time this season to get over 500, but also within two and a half games of the division lead in the NL East race. And that was a big deal for this Braves team. They finally were able to reach a point they had not reached this season, and they were able to do it with a roster that you feel was more capable of getting the job done than previous iterations of this team earlier this year. Well, coming into the game on Thursday, it was also an opportunity for Tuki Toussaint to be able to get his season back on track after two wonderful starts to start the year. A pretty disappointing outing to get this in against the Brewers last time out. He had the opportunity to get a series sweep for Atlanta in St. Louis. And starting off, the Braves went right back to work with what had worked for them in the first two games of this series. Freddie Freeman was able to get an RBI single, but then Following that, Austin Riley hit an absolute laser, the hardest hit ball of the game up to that point, but it went right into the glove of left fielder Tyler O'Neill. So yes, the Braves scored, but it was another opportunity where you felt like the Braves certainly left another run or two on the board. And lo and behold, the Cardinals came right back behind it and scored their first 
two runs of the game and made the score two to nothing. But the Braves, it seems like the big one of the bigger things that makes it seems like that right now this Braves roster is certainly in a better position to win games and win them frequently is that the Braves were right there to take advantage of the opportunity of bouncing back. After going down two to one, the Braves were able to come back and tie the score two to two as Jock Peterson hit his third home run of the season as a Brave and was able to tie the game at two to two. After the game game was tied 2-2, two two, the Braves and Cardinals went back-to-back in terms of keeping each other silent on the scoreboard, but the Cardinals broke through once again. After getting a few runners on base, they were able to score on a pass ball. Tyler O'Neill was able to score, and the Cardinals went up 3-2. Then in the bottom of the seventh, Paul Goldschmidt hit a RBI single to make the score 4-2. to two. Cardinals. The Braves, Tuki Tassant did quite well. Five and one-third innings. He gave up only two runs, allowed two walks, three strikeouts, five hits. He did his job, but the Cardinals were chipping away and got a four-to-two lead. So obviously we felt like we'd been here before. The pitching was doing what it needed to do to put the Braves in a position to win. The offense just was not able to support it. That is until the eighth inning when this Braves team broke through and broke through in a unique but a big way as he has done for the second half of the season so many times in the second half of the season. Austin Riley came to the plate with Freddie Freeman on base, hit his 23rd home run of the season to tie the score at four. And then after the Braves loaded the bases in a very, very rare occurrence, the St. Louis Cardinals walked four straight Braves hitters. That is no lie. Four straight Braves hitters were walked and on and with the bases loaded, which allowed the score to go from four to four after Riley's home run. The bases then were loaded, and then after four straight walks, the Braves found themselves up eight to four. More than enough room for the bullpen to come and shut the door. That's exactly what Will Smith did. Another great overall outing from the bullpen. Only one run allowed in three and two-thirds innings, and the Braves were able to win eight to four. Now, obviously, a bit of a breakdown in the ability for the Cardinals to pitch was a big contributing factor. But the even bigger thing about this win, on Wednesday, the defining characteristic of the Braves' win was the fact that it was the new additions to the roster that Alex Anthopoulos was able to find that allowed for this Braves team to win. On Thursday, in a situation where the Braves had failed so many times previously this season, what allowed for them to be able to get the win was late inning patience. Being able to create runs, create a big inning by not doing too much, letting the game come to them, and taking advantage of the opportunities that were there. Obviously, you don't expect teams to have the breakdown that the Cardinals pitchers did, but the fact that this Braves roster was able to take advantage of that, not force the situation, and take what was given to them and do it in a big way is certainly a huge, huge development. In each game this series, you can feel confident that the offense, the starting rotation, and the bullpen were able to give a balanced performance to where all three of them, all three components of the team did their job and put the Braves in a position to where they got easy wins. That's what we've been waiting for all season. The new additions that came through the trade deadline have put us in a better position to do that. And now that the Braves were able to do that in three consecutive games was such a huge boost. And in as a result of that, 
The Braves have now gained two and a half games in the NL East division and now are at one and a half games behind the New York Mets in the NL East. And you have to feel there is plenty of confidence building that this Braves roster really does have a shot to make the most of the second half of the season and catch up with both the Phillies and the Mets with how well the Braves are playing at this point in time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With the series sweep that the Braves earned against the Cardinals in St. Louis, a claim that I'll make, and I'm not, I don't feel like I, I, I'm making a far-fetched claim or I'm going too much out on a limb. I feel like that now we are seeing this Braves team playing its best baseball that we may have seen it play all season. And I also feel that there is more confidence on the roster with how they're playing now due to the success that they had during this series. Just think about it. This week alone, the Braves have been able to win three straight games. That in and of itself is a huge deal for all the struggles this team has gone through. Not only that, they were able to win games in different re- in different ways. They were able to win, you know, the first game of the series by scoring early. They were able to win the last game of the series by scoring late. And on Wednesday, it came from the contributions of the new additions to the roster that Alex Antopoulos went out and got at the trade deadline. So you have a roster now that in terms of depth of talent as well as quality of talent, this is a different level of talent on this roster than there was a month ago. I'm not saying that it now all of a sudden is one of the two or three best teams in the National League, but I do feel like you could make an argument this Braves team, in terms of the current players it has available, this Braves team is right now not only playing the best baseball of any team in the National League East, but in my opinion, this may be the most talented roster of any team in the National League East, and that's before you consider the fact that the Braves will be having Travis Darno, Ian Anderson, and Waskar Yanoa coming back onto the roster probably within the next 7 to 10 days, plus Eddie Rosario coming back in as another outfield option later this month. And also you have to consider the confidence building that happened during this series. You obviously were able to end the alternating win-loss streak on Wednesday, get above 500 on Thursday, and between in between the start of this series versus the end of this series, between the start of this week and now on Friday, the Braves have made up two and a half games in the NL East. So you enter today, enter a weekend series against the Washington Nationals, now only one and a half games out of the division lead in the National League East, plus one game above 500 for the first time this season. And you're also entering a stretch of play, as I mentioned earlier this week, where you have to feel very confident in your chances. For the next two weeks, the Braves are going to be playing series after series against rosters that the Braves themselves are better than. The Braves are going to be playing in series where they're going to be playing against teams they clearly are more talented than. They're going to have a two-week stretch like this in August. They're going to have another two-week stretch like this in September. It is critical to their chances of winning the NL East for the Braves to win 65 to 70% 
of these games, but they're certainly capable of doing that, especially when you consider in this series against the Nationals, the Braves will be once again in a position to where you have to feel confident in the starting pitching matchup each time out. Tonight, Eric Fetty of the Nationals will be paying, but will be facing Kyle Muller of the Braves. Tomorrow night, you've got Josiah Gray against Charlie Morton. And on Sunday, you've got Patrick Corbin against Max Freed. With how Muller, Morton, and Freed have been pitching over the past few weeks, the Braves certainly have to feel confident that their starters are going to obviously put them in a position to win. And now with the uh, with the bullpen performing like one of the best bullpens in the majors over the past month, and this offense producing at a clip to where not only are they scoring early in games when they need to, late in games when they need to, but they're really starting to improve their ability to get runs across when those opportunities present themselves. Their situational hitting is continuing to get a bit better. That is the consistency that they've been searching for for quite a while. So this Braves team has created them, has created and earned the opportunity it's been searching for all season to really have an opportunity over the next few weeks to put itself in a prime position to get at the top of the NL East. They've got the depth in terms of their offense, they have the consistency in terms of their starting pitching, and they have the confidence in a bullpen that's going out each and every night and doing their job. Now, with an easier stretch of the schedule than the Braves have seen in quite a while, you have to feel confident they're going to take advantage of what's ahead of them, and it's hopefully going to be a fun sight to see. It's Like I've said, it's been four months of struggles and disappointment going through April, May, June, and July, but now in August, as we've seen over you know, a few times over the previous few years, the Braves really have hit their stride in August, especially in 2019. Now, hopefully, is the time for it to happen once again, and the and the path is certainly there for the Braves to confidently, confidently take to reclaim their stake at the top of the NL East division. My name is Sean Coleman. It's been a pleasure being with you this week on the Daily Hammer. You can find me at Stats SAC. You can find the Daily Hammer on the Talking Chop Podcast Network, part of a great lineup of shows. Of course, the Talking Chop Podcast itself with Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman. And an exciting weekend of content starting tonight with the Road to Atlanta podcast, the road to the, the, the great staff of minor league of minor league coverage talents on the Braves at Talking Chop. They have put out their mid-season top 30 prospects list this week. They're going to break it down tonight. Talents such as Eric Cole, Garrett Spain, Matt Powers, and others all will be giving their takes on the Road to Atlanta podcast coming out this weekend, breaking down the top 30, the mid-season top 30 Braves prospects. Of course, you can find all the great content out at Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week here on The Daily Hammer.